welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone tonight, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all your sisters and brothers in spirit. Let us pray for everyone going through something during these shifting times. And there are many all over the world, be it the loss of loved ones or the struggles of day-to-day living. We pray to the spirit of the living God within us to quicken those ones in their spirits and remind them of the divine power that dwells on the inside of each and every one. We call forth valor consuming flame to consume all the darkness of pain and sorrow, hate and negativity, and strife and discord from the hearts, minds, and feeling world of all mankind, especially those ones having a much harder time than others, and replace that darkness with their awareness of the love and light of their own mighty I Am Presence. Remind them mighty spirit of God, that all the power of the kingdom of heaven is within themselves, and they never need to look any further than to the presence of God that dwells within, and believe it, and know that the spirit of the living God will always guide and protect them, and that divine power leads perfectly when we learn to listen. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and light. And y'all be loved. When you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. The nations you will dispossess listen to those who practice sorcery or divination. But as for you, the Lord your God has not permitted you to do so. Deuteronomy 18 9 and 14 The belief in witchcraft and the persecution of those supposed to practice it have been almost universal in human history. Christianity inherited both the belief and the persecution from the religions, Jewish and pagan, which preceded it. But, under the influence of its monotheistic faith and its humane spirit, it was long before the belief became throughout Christendom a panic, and the persecution an epidemic. When, however, in the 13th century, the scholastic theology, in its love of logical completeness, gave new prominence to the devil and his followers as the counterpart and parody of God and his church and when, in the 14th century, the Holy Inquisition, successful in rooting out the heretics, turned its idle hands to the extirpation of those viler sinners whom it believed plighted wholly to Satan, the terror grew. The witch persecutions it engendered ravaged for centuries all Christian lands, and have not yet wholly died away. It is with these persecutions, from their rise into full activity in the 15th century to their culmination in the 17th, that the present study deals.
It seeks to illustrate their source, their scope, and their methods. With the superstitions which suggested the charges, it concerns itself little. Both in these and in the procedure there is much too foul or too brutal for reproduction here. It was, indeed, no small part of the evil of the matter, that it so long debauched the imagination of Christendom. The witch persecutions, translations and reprints from the original sources of European history, volume, 3. Number 4, edited by George L. Burr, 1896. Isis Unveiled, Volume 2, Chapter 2 The authentic documents pertaining to the great trial of the Marechal d'Ancre, during the regency of Marie de Medicis, disclose that the unfortunate woman perished through the fault of the priests with whom, like a true Italian, she surrounded herself. She was accused by the people of Paris of sorcery, because it had been asserted that she had used, after the ceremony of exorcism, newly killed white cocks. Believing herself constantly bewitched, and being in very delicate health, the Marechal had the ceremony of exorcism publicly applied to herself in the church of the Augustan, as to the birds, she used them as an application to the forehead on account of dreadful pains in the head, and had been advised to do so by Montalto, the Jew physician of the Queen, and the Italian priests. In the 16th century, the cure de Barjota, of the Diocese of Calahorra, Spain, became the world's wonder for his magical powers. His most extraordinary feat consisted, it was said, in transporting himself to any distant country, witnessing political and other events, and then returning home to predict them in his own country. He had a familiar demon, who served him faithfully for long years, says the chronicle, but the cure turned ungrateful and cheated him. Having been apprised by his demon of a conspiracy against the Pope's life, in consequence of an intrigue of the latter with a fair lady, the cure transported himself to Rome, in his double, of course, and thus saved his holiness life. After which he repented, confessed his sins to the gallant Pope, and got absolution. On his return he was delivered, as a matter of form, into the custody of the inquisitors of Logroño, but was acquitted and restored to his liberty very soon. Friar Pietro, a Dominican monk of the 14th century, the magician who presented the famous Dr. Eugenio Toralva, a physician attached to the house of the Admiral of Castile, was a demon named Zequiel, won his fame through the subsequent trial of Toralva. The procedure and circumstances attendant upon the extraordinary trial are described in the original papers preserved in the archives of the Inquisition. The Cardinal of Volterra, and the Cardinal of Santa Cruz, both saw and communicated with Zequiel, who proved, during the whole of Toralva's life, to be a pure, kind, elemental spirit, doing many beneficent actions, and remaining faithful to the physician to the last hour of his life. Even the Inquisition acquitted Toralva, on that account, and, although an immortality of fame was ensured to him by the satire of Cervantes, neither Toralva nor the monk Pietro are fictitious heroes, but historical personages, recorded in ecclesiastical documents of Rome and Cuenca, in which town the trial of the physician took place, January the 29th, 1530. H. P. Blavatsky The book of Dr. W. G. Solden, of Stuttgart, has become as famous in Germany, as Bowden's book on demonomania in France. It is the most complete German treatise on witchcraft of the 16th century. 
One interested to learn the secret machinery underlying these thousands of legal murders, perpetrated by a clergy who pretended to believe in him, will find it divulged in the above-mentioned work. The true origin of the daily accusations and death sentences for sorcery are cleverly traced to personal and political enmities, and, above all, to the hatred of the Catholics toward the Protestants. The crafty work of the Jesuits is seen in every page of the bloody tragedies, and it is in Bamberg and Würzburg, where these worthy sons of Loyola were most powerful at that time, that the cases of witchcraft were most numerous. On the next page we give a curious list of some victims, many of whom were children between the ages of seven and eight years and Protestants. Of the multitudes of persons who perished at the stake in Germany during the first half of the 17th century for sorcery, the crime of many was their attachment to the religion of Luther, says T. Wright, and the petty princes were not unwilling to seize upon any pretense to fill their coffers, the persons most persecuted being those whose property was a matter of consideration. At Bamberg, as well as at Würzburg, the bishop was a sovereign prince in his dominions. The prince bishop, John George II, who ruled Bamberg, after several unsuccessful attempts to root out Lutheranism, distinguished his reign by a series of sanguinary witch trials, which disgraced the annals of that city. We may form some notion of the proceedings of his worthy agent, from the statement of the most authentic historians, that between 1625 and 1630, not less than 900 trials took place in the two courts of Bamberg and Jail, and a pamphlet published at Bamberg by authority, in 1659, states the number of persons whom Bishop John George had caused to be burned for sorcery, to have been 600. H.P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 15. This use of the violet consuming flame's master power of the control of manifestation will, I'm sure, bring you very great joy. Just acknowledge it. Ask your beloved I Am Presence, and the mighty Saint Germain to fill you with it as they use it. Then call the cosmic angels of the violet consuming flame's master power to blaze in and around you, and keep on blazing their heart's love of the control of all manifestation, their heart's master power of violet consuming flames immortal protection around you and around it everything you use, around everybody you contact, until you become so blazing with the concentration of that power that that which is of discord cannot come near you. Therefore, you are increasing your protection as you render service in the outer world that sometimes will hold your attention and use your energy when you're busy doing something, and yet the violet consuming flames master power that you have gathered as a momentum, stands at your guard, and the angelic host abide with you until your service is rendered. You only need to try it a few times. When you start out in your day's activities or you go to sleep at night or sometimes in the midst of something else, just ask the sun presence of the master power of the violet flame love from the cosmic angels, to flow in and around you and be established there permanently. Just try it. You don't need to ask for any particular thing. Just ask that it be established as a sun presence around you and become eternally at one with your life stream, forever expands, but is the controlling master power by the violet consuming flames love, that rules manifestation. This is what you want if you are going to prevent the destructive activities of physical conditions in the physical world. And if you should care to call forth the cosmic legions of the violet consuming flames great angelic host of such master power, such concentration of that violet consuming flame shall make the earth tremble, 
you can have that drawn around you to make everything obey the love that is its master. And that can be done. It has been done, and sometimes it's necessary to do it in order to shake mankind awake to the place where it forces destructive forces to be seized and bound, to prevent the evil they intend. If I were you, I would ask this nation be filled with the master power of the violet consuming flames terrific sacred fire control of all manifestation within your land, and then call the limitless cosmic legions of the angels of the violet flame, to come in and be the rulers and the controllers of all action in the physical world within your nation. And you will never have cause to regret it. Never. I'm giving you something that you can use, you need, and that is absolutely infallible in its control of conditions of the outer world, as they exist today. Applause. Thank you so much precious ones. Beloved Archangel Michael. So now, when you think of that beloved violet consuming flame, send your love always to the cosmic legions of the cosmic angels who are the cosmic guard of this planet and the manifestation upon it, and ask their master power of their love enfold you in whatever intensity of that violet consuming flame they know will control conditions in which you move, and prevent anything else touching you. So I come to help you establish this, and I shall be ready to assist in any way I can, if you will remember to do it, if you call it into action, if you command it to be sustained, and if you remember to send those cosmic beings, those blessed angels, your love to enable them to fulfill the great divine plan. I enfold you in the master power of the violet consuming flames love which the cosmic angels direct to control manifestation everywhere about you, to enfold you in their victory, and to keep you from feeling the disturbance and the distress in the outer world. May you dwell within the peace of their hearts, in the love of their power, and in the victory of their sacred fire presence, and call them into the lower physical atmosphere of earth to render that service which they alone can give, which the world needs, and which brings the victorious control of outer world conditions everywhere at your command. And we shall never be found wanting. So I offer you more protection, that you may help to control the physical conditions in this world to prevent the discord that otherwise will manifest. So, with my own heart's flame of the love for that violet consuming flame, I offer you its master presence to enfold you, to protect you, to illumine you, to make you victorious, to ever abide with you as an eternal part of your own life's flame, and the outer self be held within its glorifying, victorious power forever. Thank you with all my heart. Beloved Archangel Michael, 